Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. The biggest games of the football season are coming and BetRivers is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at BetRivers. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bet. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Friday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast, Christmas Eve edition of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope you're excited. I am. I'm just about ready for the holiday. I do have some wrapping still to do, but all good things take time. I'll finish that up. Speaking of time, it is the most wonderful time of the year. In today's show, Will Hill from the New York City cast will join forces with me to talk about all the fun things going on over the holiday weekend, Lakers and Nets on Christmas Day being the main one, and then the Rams and the Vikings also, we have to talk about that, and Chargers at the Texans on Sunday. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet River Sportsbook. Let's start with the NFL Chargers at the Texans. This line has been yo-yoing all week, which is kind of funny because it's first the Texans. Come on. Uh, nevertheless, Chargers, they were 10.5 point favorites early in the week. That dropped down to 9 at one point and now sitting at 10 on Bet Rivers, total sitting at 45.5. So if when they were at 9, you wanted to tease them down to 3, get a real Wong teaser. I mean, truly, you'd want it to be under that three, uh, then good on you. But otherwise, sitting around 10, and it doesn't need to be a true uh, Wong teaser where you're just trying to tease it 
just past that three and seven minus four for the chargers in a teaser. I don't hate that. I might talk myself into that one really. And then also the Rams are on the road at the Vikings Rams, a three and a half point favorite. Now this was three. It got bumped up. I'm sure the public is loving the Rams coming off of their Cardinals Monday night football win. And that Seahawks win on Tuesday night football. Very strange total sitting at 49 for this game. And the Rams right now to win the NFC West, by the way, plus 125 on bet rivers. The Cardinals are minus 139 right now. Both teams tied for uh, first in the NFC West, but the Cardinals do own the tiebreaker right now. Also for college bowl game, UCLA versus NC State. UCLA uh, getting one and a half points, total sitting at 59 and a half. That's the Holiday Bowl on December 28th. You can find all these odds and more at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And now here's my conversation with Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast. All right, we are back to together doing a crossover pod here. Will Hill from the New York City cast presented by Play Sugar House. Will, how have you been doing? How have you been keeping up with all the craziness? It's a lot. It's uh, a lot of the phone in hand, who's in, who's out, uh, what backups are coming in. The NBA is picking up guys off the street who haven't been in the league in, you know, four years. I saw Joe Johnson, who actually played against Michael Jordan, is back for the Celtics. So uh, we'll actually probably we'll get some good stories, I think, out of this. You know, some of these guys on 10-day contracts are going to hang around. Some of these guys on 10-day contracts are probably going to go play well. Their team's going to get healthy, and then they're going to go play somewhere else on a 10-day contract. You could be looking at, you know, sometimes this happens with kickers in the NFL where you play on two or three teams in a year. We might have some of these guys on 10 days play, or play for two or three teams in a month. So definitely crazy, definitely challenging times, but uh, we, we plow along. Yes, we, we try to handicap anyways, and, and I know we talked about this before. It's just hard to know if a bet even is going to make sense even hours before a game. And so I've just been betting as close to the game as possible, or even live has been, especially with the NBA, I've been betting live. The only thing I'll bet uh, ahead of time really is totals. Like the Clippers unders have been hitting really well for me lately, so I've been doing that. And that doesn't get affected usually too much, especially unders. Um by who's in and who's out. So that is the good news for, for that so far. But it's been really tough. And, and we obviously want to talk about this Christmas Day game, the Lakers and the Nets, which is this marquee game. And all week it's been, is it or is it not being played? Yeah, I think it's very important to NBA, to ESPN. This is kind of their day to shine. You know, it's a long regular season, 82 games. We kind of know who's going to make the playoffs. It's not, you know, a really important regular season like the NFL where we live and die with every game. So this is the NBA. This is their kind of marquee game. They, you know, marquee day. They have usually, you know, good games, finals rematches, you know, premier matchups. They definitely took a hit here. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the guys that are going to be out, it's still to be determined, but it looks like Giannis, you know, Trey Burke, Doncic, Davis got hurt, which they can't help. Uh, Harden looks like he's going to be on his way back, but Durant out, it's uh, not what they planned, but some games are better than no games. And you also have to deal with the fact if you're the NBA that you're going up against two NFL games, two pretty good, two pretty good NFL games, but uh, it looks like we'll get Lakers Nets as we expect. Like, like I said, the, the league does not want to, you know, just take a zero here. They count on these games in the books right, as well. Right, and, and really at, the, at one point it was just, are they going to be able to field a team here? And right now the Nets still have, at the time of recording at least, 10 players in COVID-19 protocols. That, of course, includes KD, like you mentioned, Kyrie Irving. Uh, but James Harden cleared, as you mentioned. LaMarcus Aldridge still out. DeAndre Bembry, Bruce Brown, James Johnson, DeRay Sharp. And so when you look at this... It reminds me of trying to bet on the Nets last year at the start of the season when those big three never really played together. And you're like, okay, so what is this going to look like with this subtracted out and this added in? So uh, right now, 
not a lot of numbers up, but we do see Lakers minus one. That's kind of where it's been. It's been flip-flopping back and forth, which side has minus one since this number's been up. It's been up forever. And I also think that's hilarious because how bad do the books not want this game rescheduled because they would just have to return all that money? Yeah, no doubt. And you go back to the bubble, if you remember, the Nets, not only they didn't have Durant, they didn't have Irving, Harding wasn't with the team yet. They had a bunch of opt-outs, so they were – uh, kind of in a similar scenario, we had to go through the lineup. And even if you're, you know, the most ardent NBA fan, you're, who's this guy? Who's that guy? Is that guy made up? Uh, so it's definitely challenging. <laughs> uh, Lakers at least have LeBron and Westbrook. You know, they're filling in the gaps here with the Isaiah Thomas playing 30 minutes. I mean, that's not the idea. That's it's, it's a nice story that he's back in the league, but you know, Isaiah Thomas playing all these minutes, Carmelo playing all these minutes. It's uh, hard times, but it's hard times for everybody uh, in this league. And you know, as long as you have somewhat of, of a a formidable team. Look, you got LeBron, you got Westbrook. That's more than a lot of these other teams have right now, which are, you know, just ravaged by this. How much do you count on Westbrook? Because this was my kind of question the other day. AD is going to be out four to six weeks dealing with his knee uh, or maybe longer. We'll see. But when I look at this team, it's not to me like the big three on the nets. It's the big two for me here. And it's, and I'm like a Westbrook fan. He's a Bruin. I want to cheer for him, but he's just inconsistent. He's boom or bust. And so for me, it's like, this doesn't hinge on is Westbrook playing or not for me. It's LeBron and AD and it's going to be really tough without AD in the mix. Well, you are a Westbrook fan. That makes one of us. I am not a Westbrook <laughs> fan. The decision-making, the ball hogging, bad shots, turnovers, and I'm actually a Laker fan too. So Watching him is a very frustrating experience. I've never seen a guy who doesn't shoot three-pointers well that shoots so many of them. It's really just maddening. Yeah. It's like, you know, some people that play 618 parlays. I aspire to parlays, have that level of confidence. Right? <laughs> it's like some people that play 618 parlays. Like, oh, I bet this 16 parlay. You ever win them? No, but I just keep playing them. It's like, oh, man, just it's frustrating at times. But just in terms of, you know what, COVID, people putting out NBA rosters, at least he's like a, a significant NBA player. But like you said, Davis and LeBron, they haven't looked like top 10 players really all year. And that's the Lakers calling card is for whatever flaws they have on their roster, they have two top 10 players. And LeBron's looked a little better recently, but he's starting to show some age. You know, the free throw numbers are down, rebounds are down. He's settling for more jump shots. You know, he's going on 37. He's played a million minutes. Uh, at some point it was going to happen. You hope it's just the fact that, you know, he had the the high ankle sprain late in last year. Maybe he didn't have a full offseason uh, workout and he's just going to be slow to recover but uh, it's been troubling like, like I said it, it's been a little better recently for LeBron but you know the decline is going to show at some point it's the same thing like with Tom Brady where you know it's coming at some point and every time you think it's going to happen you know he goes on and wins another two championships but uh, it, it's looking like LeBron you know what he can't do he can't carry the team every night that's the thing with Davis no. how you're going to re rely on him to play all these minutes put all that load on him that was the point of bringing Westbrook in so he kind of take the ball out of his hands he can kind of chill, get ready for the playoffs. And then when the playoffs come around, you know, he can put his foot on the gas. Yeah, and that has not been the case for them, obviously. And to your point, LeBron averaging 37 minutes is not sustainable. And it's tough because the Lakers, too, they bring Trevor Ariza back finally. Not that oh, that's going to be like a huge return for them, but they, they get Trevor Ariza back. He looks okay. Enters health and safety protocols on Thursday. Just the way the season's gone. I know a lot of Laker <laughs> fans think they kind of sold their soul for that title in 2020 because nothing's really gone their way since. You think back to last year, you know, they were 21-6 and six after coming off a championship. They were cruising along, and then Davis gets hurt, LeBron gets hurt, and they never got back together. Even though, you know, the, the playoffs, they were finally back. They were up 2-1 on the Suns. They were like a minus 800 favorite to win that series going into game four. And then Davis gets hurt again, and they just got run out of the gym the next, you know, two and a half games. So it just, they haven't really gotten on track. They haven't been able to stay healthy. Part of that is luck. Part of that is, look, when you got LeBron, who's 
like I said, he's 37. I think he's been hurt. He's had a pretty significant injury every year he's been with the Lakers. So, uh, you know, that's part of dealing with older players. With, with Davis, you have to hold your breath every time he goes to the ground. LeBron, you know, 37, he's had major injuries every year he's been with the Lakers. It's just part of dealing with older players. And, you know, they just haven't had luck on their side. And, and Ariza is just another, uh, you know, look, the hits just keep on coming for him. It's just hard for them to feel the team. Well, they've cycled through 16 different starting lineups in 31 games. Right. And like, they miss Caruso we don't even, too. yeah. And we don't even know what they really look like without Anthony Davis in the mix because he's been in and out, but most of these lineups have had him in it. Um, and it's just a huge, a huge difference, right? Because we know that they do better when LeBron is in, of course. And when they, even when they don't have Anthony Davis, really, they still outscore opponents 5.1 points per hundred possessions with LeBron in. So that's something, but like, we, it's not sustainable. He can't carry the team that way. And when neither of them are on the court, which is inevitable at this point, when LeBron <laughs> burns out here, they get outscored 9.2 points per hundred. So for me, like the entirety of this team hinges on these two players. And it's unfortunate because Westbrook doesn't even come up for me in that discussion. Yeah, and they're just, like you said, they're top-heavy. They don't rebound well. They definitely could use another no. big. DeAndre Jordan has given them nothing. They could really use another three-point shooter. Uh, you know, they had trades worked out, from what everyone says, for Lowry last year, but they didn't want to give up on, on Horton Tucker, who they really liked. But, again, Horton Tucker, he's got some ability, but he's not a three-point shooter either. Part of me wonders, and, and, again, they haven't had Kendrick Nunn. He would give them some shooting. Part of me wonders if they're going to try to – use whatever pick they have. I don't think they can trade a pick until like 2028. 20, Maybe use that with Tucker and try to get a 3 and D wing, whether it's Covington, somebody off of a bad team, Harrison Barnes, to try to come in and give them some juice, give them a lift here to get them out of, I think the plane is probably the most likely scenario, but you like to at least get to the top of the plane where you only have to win one game. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I mean, it's impossible to predict at this point. There's too many question marks. There's too much cloudiness in this in this near future, at least. Um, but assuming that this game does happen, of course, uh, on Christmas, <laughs> Lakers and Nets, uh, whether it's minus one, one way or the other, that's not really interesting to me at that point. Just play a money line. Um, but I am wondering how the rest versus rust versus rhythm, whatever you believe in, is going to factor in because it's two days rest for the Lakers in theory. They, they play the Spurs Thursday. No AD, as we know. Uh, but one week rest for the Nets because they had their last three postponed. They last played on a Saturday. They lost to the Magic. But, of course, there was no James Harden, no KD, no Kyrie in that one. Uh, so... Do you think that, I mean, the, I mean, Steve Nash said that they just kind of got back in the court recent, like in the last couple days here. So do you think that's going to be a disadvantage for the Nets here? It's just so hard because there's really no precedent for it. You know, it's really no. hard to put your finger on it. I, to me, it would be a live in-game opportunity. You know, just check out the pace. Maybe, you know, there's a total you can play. But for me, there's just too much uncertainty to, to fire on this one. And, and like yeah. we mentioned with the other uh, sports, once COVID's going around, you don't know who's next. That's the really scary thing. You, you could price, hey, this player's worth that much. But, you know, if it's an outbreak and there's more guys coming, that's a really scary thing. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, again, that I would that would maybe look at because I'm crazy uh, is an under, yeah. possibly, right? Because it's like whatever it's at, wherever you can find it right now, we don't know where it's going to be. But the Lakers offense we know is not great, 27th in points per 100 possessions. And the only thing they kind of have going for them is their defense. But, again, it all comes down to how much can LeBron do. This is a big marquee game. Is there motivation? I don't know. I don't know what to say for that. But yeah, I do feel like we're going to see kind of an under game here. And and maybe not because it's a Christmas game. I mean, you know more about this probably than me. Like, do the Christmas games tend to be really high scoring? 
I don't know that that's a trend. I don't know that's a trend you know, either way. It's a good point. Because, like, um, everyone's watching. I don't know. Yeah, you figure maybe they're locked in more on defense. That's something that's a good point. That would probably be something to dig into. But, um, you know, I, again, I'm not rushing to make a bet. That's the one advantage we have as betters. <laughs> the books, they have to make a, a line on all these games as betters. We can kind of pick and choose and swing whatever, swing at whatever pitches we want. And you know, this is not one that I'm dying to bet right now. Let me ask you this then, though, because this is, line has been up for months. This is the only line that's been consistently yeah. up, and it's been kind of flipping back and forth between that minus one on either side. But if you already had a bet on one side or the other, how would you be feeling about it? Would you be wanting this game to get canceled? I think you're back to where you started just because, like, Durant's out for one side, Davis is out for the other side. Uh, obviously, if these teams were at full strength, I think this was probably a pick before the year. The Nets have played much better than the Lakers. So if you're sitting on the Lakers – um, you know, you're probably hoping that it gets canceled, just how bad they've been. But again, now with Durant out, it, it kind of levels the playing field. Yeah, it it very much seems like a coin flip game, and we'll just have to see. I mean, maybe in game, maybe in game for me because I'm a degenerate like that. But yeah, we'll have to see. Um, but luckily, we also have football going on. We have football on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, say talk what is about. is that the five o'clock or <laughs> five o'clock Eastern game for, for, for this one? I haven't checked. Uh, for the Nets, Nets. Lakers. Yeah. I mean, watch, it's going to get moved to a different time. It is 5 p.m. Pacific, so 8 Eastern. So that's going up against the Colts and the Cardinals. That's going to kill them because that Colts-Cardinals is a good game. It's a, it's a fun yep. game. Murray, it's Taylor, it's the NFL. So uh, it's kind of a double whammy here for the NBA. Not only are all their stars out, but they're going against two uh, NFL games, two really good NFL games. You know, Brett Browns Packers is pretty good, and then Colts-Cardinals is really good. I think there's a bowl game on too. So uh, tough, tough day for the NBA. I think – uh, our podcast might get better ratings than the NBA gets on, on Saturday. <laughs> dream big, dream big. Uh, you mentioned the Cardinals real quick. Let's talk about that game real quick. Because uh, the Cardinals just lost to the Lions. I've been laughing about it all week. I can't get over it. Uh, and now tied with the Rams, the NFC West. Obviously, they own the tiebreaker. But how do you think they're going to look against this Colts team? Interesting matchup. I think a lot of us have been saying, me included, Colts are underrated. Colts are underrated. I think this has finally swung. The pendulum's finally swung where... Maybe they're a little overrated. I think the look-ahead mm -hmm. line was Colts by uh, – I'm sorry, Cardinals by four. And now the Colts mm -hmm. are only getting one. There was like yeah. a, a four-point swing, something like that, where uh, Cardinals were a significant favorite. Now it's basically a toss-up game. This is kind of a get-right spot. You're, you're buying low on the Cardinals here. You're selling high. Yeah. I would lean towards the Cardinals. Yeah. I, they have struggled stopping the run. I mean, look, the guy Reynolds for the Lions last week, who nobody's ever heard of, ran for 100-something yards. And a lot of it was right up the middle. And look, if you can't stop Reynolds up the middle, I think Taylor uh, running up the middle is going to be an issue. But look, Wentz only completed five passes last week. I would lean towards the Cardinals. I, I think this is a get-right spot, a buy-low spot for them. Uh, going forward, I don't know. Without Hopkins, so much of their offense is Murray gets in trouble. He runs around and just throws it up to Hopkins. Without that, you know, I don't know that they're going to win the, the three or four. It's going to probably be four playoff games they would need to win the Super Bowl. So to me, they're they're not really a contender anymore without Hopkins. But I, I would lean towards Arizona wow. this week. Wow. That big of a swing. You don't see that necessarily all the time with a wide receiver, but I guess it is DeAndre. Yeah, now they're in trouble. I mean, the Rams might steal that division. I mean, you're going to probably lose the lose out on the bye there now at, what, four losses. It's going to be hard for them. They've lost four out of six. So uh, and Murray's just so damn small. I mean, you look at him. <laughs> and once he gets hurt, you know, he kind of stays hurt. He's a small king. He is. He's he a really short is. <laughs> he really is, but you know what? You know, that ankle injury, that thing can linger, and, you know, I think he only had yeah. three or four rushing yards last week, and that's such a big part of his game. Same thing with, you know, Lamar playing this week where 
all right, you can get him under center. If he's 70%, maybe he can go. But, look, he's not a prototypical quarterback where he's just going to beat you with his arm. He needs his legs, and if he doesn't have them, that's uh, a scary proposition. Maybe an under on rushing yards for Murray is worth, worth a look because I know last oh, year, wow. too, once he got hurt, you know, he really stopped running the rest of the year. Yeah, that's true. I did look at a prop for that, I think, not this last week, but the week before under his rushing prop because I knew he was still dealing with that ankle injury, and yep. he did go over it. So I was like, oh, man, so he doesn't even know what's good for him. Like, he's hurting, yeah. and he's going to run anyway. So that's just one that makes me nervous because it's like, uh, but I, I see the logic there for sure. And Was that frankly, the Rams just, game he went over? Uh, It might have been, yeah. Because he was running around been. a lot in that game, but I remember they yeah. remember they got the onside kick late, and he was kind of scrambling around on that Hail Mary, and then he was really slow to get up. So maybe that was when he re-injured it. I mean, just speculating. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course. Like, but we're just trying to figure out where he's at, obviously. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it hates you hate to bet on an injury, obviously. But this, I mean, this has just been such a chaotic NFL season overall, it feels like. But for me, it's really just like the stuff has hit the fan in the last two weeks because – we're talking about now the Rams winning the NFC West, and I would say two, three weeks ago, I was on a show and they were like, hey, what do you think about grabbing the Rams to win the NFC West? I was probably at two to one or something like that. And I was like, no, because, yeah. you know, they have the harder schedule and they have the Niners last and et cetera. Who saw the Cardinals losing to the Lions? Like, Yeah, it's the NFL. I mean, I, I took the Lions <laughs> with the points, but not only losing to the Lions, the Lions beat them 30-12. to 12. I mean, Imagine if I told you like last a, week, hey, I'll, gi I'll give you Arizona and I'll give you 17 and a half. I mean, you would have unloaded I thought there it, was a glitch. Right. I thought there was a glitch on my stat page. And usually the big favorite gets down like that. They make a run. You know, they put up a couple touchdowns late and, and at least make it look good. I mean, they were kicking field goals down 24-6. to six. I mean, it was very strange. And uh, you know, you can get in trouble, though. You see a team play poorly. You say, oh, they stink. I'm off of them. They cost me money last week. I'm going to bet against them. That's that's sometimes dangerous in the NFL. Sometimes, you know, you get that's when you get your te uh, a team's best performance is when they, you know, play or really poorly. Yeah. Well, at least the Rams are kind of back on track, it seems like. And they're on the road this week. They're at the Vikings. And I'm cautiously optimistic. I think many Rams fans are. Unfortunately, I think because they've bounced back in the way that they have in these last two games, Cardinals, Seahawks, the public is going to be heavy on them. They've already pushed this line. It was three. It's up to three and a half at Bet Rivers. Uh, this total was at 49. It's actually down to 48 and a half. So just a little bit of movement there. But that up to three and a half is, is obviously significant. Now we have the hook. And it just makes me wonder, uh, should I bet the Rams? They, they're such a big public favorite here. And I'm worried about them on the road, especially against this Vikings team. The only thing that's a saving grace is obviously Dalvin Cook. We find out Thursday, COVID protocol, so he's out. I think you're getting the hook because of Cook. Not, yeah. Not, not to be uh, <laughs> I like that. Not, not to be a poet, but <laughs> I think that move is, is off of Cook. And look, Madison's been really good as his backup. I think the concern uh, with Cook being out is this, the, you know, this variant is very contagious. So if Cook has it, we know Cousins isn't vaccinated. Uh, and, and again, mm -hmm. if this is contagious, who knows who else has it? Usually, you know, when there when there's a uh, What's the saying? When there's fire, there's more. I don't know what the saying is. When there's smoke, there's fire. There it is. I'm sorry. It's yeah. the end of a long week. When there's smoke, there's fire. There we go. Um, and look, if there's more guys Can out there. you tell we're ready for Christmas? I know. I know. <laughs> um, look, and again, if there's more guys out with cousins, it's really, if you're not vaccinated, you're going to be out. Like, it's not one of these where you can test negative and then you're back. Like, Cook is not vaccinated. He's out. So, yeah. Um, I actually lean Minnesota in this game. This game is their playoffs. Uh, at 7-7, seven and seven, they get Green Bay next week. Probably yep. that's a loss. Week 18, they host the Bears. 
Um, this is it. This is the swing game. If they win this, they can get to nine and eight and probably get in. If they lose this, they're probably going to be eight and nine on the outside looking out. Uh, yeah. The Rams did play Tuesday. This is a short week for them. Yeah. Feeling getting back, feeling for, for the Vikings is huge because the Rams Oof. have Jefferson uh, versus Ramsey. That's a matchup where you can kind of take Jefferson out of the game. Feeling's the X factor where third down, red zone, uh, that's a big key, especially with Cook out now. So I lean towards the Vikings. They're home. You know, Zimmer knows Stafford. He's played against him forever. I think they'll be able to pressure. Yes. Uh, I would lean towards the Vikings here, especially if you're getting the three and a half. That's a great point. Because usually I don't look back on like seasons past, especially when Matt Stafford used to be on the lines, different team, different year, different everything. For but sure. it does seem this is a spot where you're like, yeah, Zimmer has seen him a lot and he kind of seems like he's got him figured out. But maybe it's different. And, and one thing that is going to be different too for the Rams that I kind of was excited about, but again, is not a line mover for me. Rams are designating Cam Akers to return from IR. Is that good for their offense? I mean, that's just adding another weapon for them. Oh, wow. I just saw that. So is he, is he expected to play? They just said designated to return. So Interesting. Didn't he tear his ACL? Oh, that was back in like mini camp, right? That was last spring yeah. or something or in the summer? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that that would make me bet it one way or another. I mean, Michelle No, it's not a line mover, day. but... No. But maybe like a prop, it definitely affects the props for me. Yeah, for sure. And McVeigh, you know, he likes to rotate the backs, but once he picks one he likes, he kind of goes with the hot hand because I know Michelle got more of the carries last week than yeah. Anderson, like who's been Like 90 yards or something. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, no, it's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, again, not something that moves the line or anything, but just an interesting – I mean, only can be good to be getting players back when everybody else, it seems like, are losing players. Yeah, no doubt. And the Vikings, uh, if you're going to bet the Vikings, you got to wait and make sure they don't have COVID cases. Hopefully you get feeling back. Mm. And, uh, and, look, this is, this is their season. I mean, the Rams are going to be in no matter what. Whether they win the division, they're not going to get a bye. So – uh, they're motivated, but I think that the motivation edge is clearly here with the Vikings, who, let's face it, too, maybe you tease them because they just can't play a normal game. Every one of their games is close. <laughs> Every one of their games is crazy. Uh, that was a pretty ugly performance Monday night against the Bears. But, look, the Rams weren't very impressive either. I mean, that game was 10-10 no. in the fourth quarter. That first every, half was ugly. Oh, and every call went for the Rams. I mean, if you had the Seahawks plus seven, you're just furious because it was like a third and 18 defensive holding then they miss a pass interference, I mean, which was just blatant on uh, right. EJ Dallas. Just a, a really terrible performance by the refs. I mean, I thought at one point the refs were just going to pick up the ball and walk it in the end zone for the Rams. It was so absurd. Well, that's, what's, that's where it's really interesting, too, with betting, right, where you have to actually watch these games because if you saw this, you'd be like, oh, the Rams covered. The Rams covered. Like, th first of all, they barely covered six and a half seven and second of all it was because of a lot of calls that piled up on themselves so i don't really consider that really a cover for them at that point and metcalf was wide open uh <laughs> up the sideline and wilson just who, who really hasn't oh, man, played so well lately. frustrated yeah just totally underthrew him and then ramsey broke it up so yeah that game uh was a lot a lot closer than the final score indicates plus that personal foul after dj dallas they missed the pass interference he kicks the ball Gives them a 15-yard penalty. That put the Rams in field goal range. So I know there were some sevens. There were even some sevens juiced, uh, seven and a half minus 120s out there. So that game yeah. might have landed on seven if the guy doesn't kick the ball. So definitely a mislead yeah. final. Well, speaking of uh, wide receivers, not DK Metcalf, but we're going to get to see two of the best. I mean, we've talked about it briefly here, but Jefferson and Cup, 
Cup obviously leads the league, uh, 1,625 yards, 122 receptions, 14 touchdowns. Jefferson, he's got 89 catches for over 1,300 yards. He's second in receiving yards, fifth in touchdown receptions. So either of these guys that you would look at a prop for, because one of the ones that's been really popular, obviously, is Cooper Cup over his longest reception. Um, he didn't have a ton of yards last time, but he did have that big, long reception versus Seahawks. So is that something you can kind of count on, you know, Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup or even Jefferson worth a look, possibly? Well, I, I watch the Vikings a lot. They are terrible uh, defending slot receivers, and, and Cup lines up in the slot a lot. Mm -hmm. Cup's going to have a big day. Cup's going to have a big day. Yeah. He might get lined up against, I think, Mackenzie Alexander covers the slot. He plays a lot of slot corner. He's, by a lot of the metrics, he's one of the worst corners in football. So, look, you probably roll some more help over there so you don't get killed by him. But I would only look to uh, an over on Cup. I think he could have a, a yeah. very big day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a big Cup game. And, uh, the only other thing I would look at too, I mean, it, it'd be fun to look at like a kicker prop. I don't know. Matt Gay to miss a kick would be fun. Uh, but he's other been than good. That, really? Been good. I think he's you would know more than me, kick. but I think he's only missed one. I got knocked out of, you want to hear a, a bad beat fantasy football story that nobody cares about, but uh, look, it's my podcast. But we do, too, and we I, can commiserate. Yeah. Running into the punter by the, by the Seahawks gave Gay <laughs> a 55 yard field goal opportunity, which he hit. And that was the difference between moving on and getting eliminated. So because of a roughing yeah. the punter it led to a 55-yard field goal, that got me knocked out. Fun times. Very fun times. Still recovering. Still Ooh. recovering. It's so frustrating. Uh, the only other thing about this game for me is the Vikings offense, right? Dalvin Cook out. I don't know how big of a factor. I mean, it's going to be big for them, obviously. But they rank sixth in total yards. And this total's gone down a little bit to 48 and a half. How is this Rams defense going to match up against this Vikings offense that's playing a little shorthanded? I'm trying to decide on this total, and I'm tempted to look at an over, but I hate betting those. So what do you think? Yeah, well, the Vikings had a lot of trouble last week on Monday night blocking the Bears, especially yeah. up the middle. And that's, pro that's a problem when you're facing Aaron Donald. And look, yep. Cousins uh, is reportedly dealing with sore ribs. So and, you know, he doesn't like to get hit to begin with. If he's dealing with sore <laughs> ribs, you could see him being very conservative, you know, running the ball, trying to – uh, you know, just get rid of it quickly. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, the Vikings are an over team, though. They're not great on defense. I think they'll be able to move the ball. I do think their offense will bounce back. So, um, yeah. You said it's 48 and a half? Yeah, I see it 48 and a half on Bet Rivers right now, down from 49 earlier this week. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. That's a pass for me. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, whatever you go with, I will. I well, will what's annoying, though, is I wanted to go under on that Ram Seahawks game, and I've been like belly aching about it all week because Ooh. I was like, I just think that this Rams defense is going to present a problem. And also the Seahawks defense, like that was a one side that was actually working well for them. Um, yeah, and it did go up. way under. You actually held up okay on defense. If you're the Seahawks, you're frustrated because you know what? You held the offense in check. You didn't really get dominated up front. And if your yeah. quarterback just played okay, you would have won the game. Decent. He's the one guy you think you can yeah. count on. And, you know, he just played terrible. I don't know. You know. Obviously I do the New York one and the Giants fans are kind of mm -hmm. lukewarm about a potential Wilson trade and, they have two top five picks, but they don't want to give up both of them for him because he hasn't played well. So, you know, Wilson's a yeah. guy we talk about a lot in New York is, is a potential trade candidate. But he really hasn't played well, you know, this year, even the second half of last year, that playoff game against the Rams last year, he was terrible. So, you know, he's got such a great resume. You, you feel good when you bet on him. But, um, you know, it, his play has certainly slipped in the last year or so. Yeah, he's actually the reason why I didn't make some bets on Tuesday Night Footballs. I didn't want to bet against Russell Wilson, but then I don't know even who this is the last couple of weeks, really. Some of the metrics, too, like he's afraid to run, like he's just not scrambling anymore. And, you know, his legs are one of his big weapons. And, I, 
yeah. I don't know. That, it seems like that Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson marriage is just, it, it's a, it's a relationship that it's ran its course. You know, they're, it, they won their it's Super Bowl. They, it's not meant to be. It's time to move <laughs> on. I mean, Pete Carroll's old and he's kind of stuck <laughs> in his the oldest. Isn't he the oldest coach in the NFL still? He looks great Head for coach? his age. I mean, he's think he's late. 60. I know you would never know. You would never know. But I mean, they're kind of a conservative offense. It just seems like a match that's running a, a relationship that's run its course. And I think he signed a long-term contract pretty recently. And, you know, Wilson, for as poorly as he's played, I don't know if that's a guy you're dying to trade, but it just seems like they're meant to go their separate ways after the season. Yeah, it, it's sad. It's sad. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, especially what do you have? Kids. Have you bet anything for this week yet? Uh, what do I have? No, first of all, no, because everything's been so crazy with the uh, COVID stuff. And so, like, a even last answer. night, I, terrible. yeah, even on Wednesday night, I... <laughs> But it's true, but it's not because like I'm still winning right now. Okay. <laughs> That's the good news. So, and it's because I think it's honestly just because I'm waiting until the last minute, and that never is usually the case, right? I've, I've been terrible at from the beginning when I like last year when I started with Visa, and I've been terrible at getting good uh, value, like getting the bet or the, getting the number early in the week. Yeah. I always waited, I always procrastinated. I was like, ah, I'll get to it later. The only thing is, I mean. Last week, for example, I tried to bet a teaser. I put the Browns in a teaser. Everyone did probably. They were at six. And, canceled. you know, canceled, moved, postponed. And I'm like, whew, close one. But, yeah. So, like, even just that one. Like, I just tried to last week. Like, I'm going to get ahead. I'm going to get this good teaser set up for myself. And it didn't even get to happen. So, for me, it is right now live. And, um, like I said, I've been doing, you know, right before a game. I did Clippers and Kings under right before on Wednesday, and that did go way under. And I think that's all we can really count on right now is maybe some unders. Um, so that's what I've been doing. But I do want to put a teaser together, and I'm wondering if uh, the Chargers Oof. could possibly be in one. Let's talk about the Chargers. So Chargers at Texans, 8-6 and six Chargers, 3-11 and 11 Texans. The Texans just ended their three-game losing streak, mind you. All right, commandingly won against the Jaguars. The total for this one set at 45.5. And, a half. and uh, you know, Chargers on the road, and they need this win, and there's no reason they shouldn't get it. But should they cover 10? Because this line's been all over the place, and I know it's because of the COVID issues. It opened at 10.5 in favor of the Chargers, down to 9, and now back up to 10 on Bet River. So a lot of movement. Yeah, I know it's 10.5 in the contest, too. That 10's a key number, 10.5, obviously. That hook is big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet the Texans last week against the Jags just because, look, two crappy teams. You're giving me points. I'll take the points. <laughs> yeah. Chargers are good. They got the extra rest. They're motivated. You know, that was a tough loss against the Chiefs. They were the better team. And if you took the plus three or plus three and a half against the Chiefs, that was a, a tough way to go out because you were in control the whole game. You know, so many of those drives you got no points out of. Um, I like the Chargers here. Just laying 10 on the road is, is not something I'm comfortable with. The Texans are good on special teams. The Chargers are not. And as, as aggressive as they – what, as a teaser, teaser, yeah, you want to tease them down to four. I mean, you're not getting it. When they were at nine, when they were at yeah. nine. Yeah, no. you're probably all right. I, I, would, I would endorse that. I wouldn't oppose that. Yeah. Um, if not you can stomach it, if you can stomach it, I did make a bet on them. Now, this is the first time I've seen these markets. Minus 200 to be one of the wild card teams. I think they're minus 250, Ooh. minus 300 to make the playoffs. It's expensive, but they're going to win this week. I was going to say, and that's more the... juice than I usually go with. But yeah, I like it. It is. It is, but you know what? There's only a few weeks left. They're not holding your money that long, which is the problem with these some of the time. So after this, you like figure that. they win this week. That gets them to nine. They get the Broncos. They get the Raiders. They split that. Get to ten. Ten gets you in. 
the Chargers are going to be in the playoffs. I mean, look, the Chargers are one of the seven best teams in the AFC. To me, they're a dangerous team. So if you can stomach the minus 300, uh, you know, if you can find even a better number, obviously. But I think the Chargers are going to the playoffs. And, look, it's nothing glamorous. It's nothing yeah. profound. But minus 300, I think, is a bet. And I'm okay with your teaser. Do you have a dance partner for your teaser? Do you have anything else you want to uh, tease? I in? looked at, like, the Ravens-Bengals game. And uh, then what else? Bills might be a good one. I kind of, I'm interested in the Bills as a teaser. I'd be okay, shocked. I don't know. I don't trust the Bills right now, but. A one-score game? I don't think the Patriots are going to win that game by 10 points. To me, that's a coin flip. I don't know what's going on with that team either. At one point, we're talking about, is this the best team in the NFC? Which, what? Why were we talking about that? And, or AFC, but yeah. I mean. Yeah, they've lost some one-score games, though. I mean, they were a, a throw away from beating the Patriots the first time. I, to me, you got to throw away that first game with the Patriots because that was just a, a total anomaly with the wind. I, I, I don't know that you can count that really uh, is anything significant. So to me, this will be, you know, a 24-21 close game. Somebody's going to win by a field goal. I think if you can tease Buffalo up to uh, plus eight and a half, that's one that I, I feel really strongly about. Even the game tonight, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. If you tease the t I do like the 49ers. To Thursday win. night, yeah. Yeah, if you get the, the Titans up to nine, well, they should be able to hang within a score, although I do like the 49ers to win the game outright. Yeah. What about Green Bay and the Browns? Yeah, I could. Yeah, you could tell me on that one. I, I, I like the yeah, Browns with the that points. That was my but first it, choice. Yeah, I'd have a hard time seeing the Browns go in there. Short week. They just played Monday. That was a tough man. That was a gut punch loss to come all the way back from down ten nothing, take the lead, get an interception. All you need is one lousy first down, and you, you, you know, you run chub uh, into the line on third and three. All you needed was a, a couple of yards there to close it out, and you couldn't do it. And then Carlson makes not one but two field goals at the end of the game. <laughs> That second one was right down the middle. Yeah, I, I could buy that with the Packers. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the, the danger of working in sports betting is because I talk myself into my own bets all the time that I haven't made yet. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, Chargers and Packers teaser. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get you going here. I'm trying to get – it's like the, the line in Dumb and Dumber. I'm going to get you betting by the end of the day. Um, Listen, I'm, I'm loading up all week, and then I just I pull the trigger right before the game. Colts it's very too, exciting. If you, if you got Colts <laughs> plus one and a half up to plus seven and a half, that's probably, yeah. a, probably a one score game. I think it's a good yeah, teaser. Yeah, I am interested in that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not terrible, actually. Uh, so maybe that's the play. Uh, the only other thing, too, is in this game, horrible rushing defenses on both sides. Actually, the worst one, the Texans, they're allowing 145 yeah. yards on the ground per game and then the chargers are now in 29th so that i don't even know if that's improvement so much as the texans just being so terrible um but so rushing props for this game i mean yeah. austin eckler's been incredible any anything that you would look at there i think eckler's on the covid list so i don't know again you no gotta check. i think he's not this is has been back? a mess so this has been a mess i think he was put on the list and he's and it was a mistake and he's he's supposed to play okay yeah you can talk me to that especially game script they're gonna get you figure you know, they're 10-point favorite. They'll get a big lead. They'll, they'll run the ball second half and just get out of there with a win. So, yeah, you could definitely talk me into Eckler. Uh, the Texans just have a committee. I, I saw, I think it was Mark Ingram who hasn't played with them since week six, still leads the team in rushing. So I, I'd be scared yeah. of Texans rushing props. They don't look, especially if you're going to fall way behind, you're not going to be running the ball. So definitely an over on Eckler, I think, is a good play. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Rappaport on... The 20th, so was that Monday, said that Eckler has not been placed on the list. He listed all the other players, Joey Bosa, Corey Lindsley being the most notable, um, and Joey Bosa not vaccinated. So, again, out for 10 days at least if that's the case. So um, maybe an Eckler. Maybe an Eckler play there. And one last thing I want to ask you about the Chargers before we wrap things up. Uh, the win total for them was around 9 to 10 wins preseason, 9.5 at most spots. Under was slightly juiced, actually. 
But now, if they can win two of their last three, the over should cash. What do you think is going to happen? We have the Chargers' final schedule here, obviously, at the Texans. They host the Broncos after that, and then they are at the Raiders. Yeah, you're good You're good on the over. They'll get two out of three. They'll win this week, and they'll get a split. Yeah. I, I think you're good. I thought they're going to get in the playoffs, and they're going to be fun in the playoffs. I mean, that Charger-Chief game yeah. last week, I could do that again. We didn't even it's talk about Justin Herbert. Oh, love to watch him. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's one they really should have won. It left a bad taste, I think, in everyone's mouth, at least in my mouth, that so much came down to the coin toss. You know, whoever was getting the ball first there was going to score. Both te- both defenses were exhausted. Uh, it was just tough. I thought the Chargers really had a good chance to get in field goal range at the end of regulation. And once they did, and it was just like, you know what, they kind of let the Chiefs off the hook. But I mean, the Chargers are good. I mean, the Chargers are really good. I think the best day they could beat anyone. And if you told me, you know what, a month from now they're in the AFC title game, I wouldn't blink. I wouldn't be shocked. They're really good. They're dangerous. You, know, you got one of the best players at the most important position. Uh, the Chargers are fun. I thought Staley got way too much crap for going on the fourth down. I mean, I probably would have kicked yeah. the field goal before the half, but it's how they yeah. play. I mean, they beat the Chiefs by going for it a couple of times early in the year. You know, they go like for it, it and spicy. get it. What's up? I said, I like it. It's spicy. And it's worked. And that's some, some of these people. It almost becomes political where these people have their angles, and it's like they're against going for it on fourth down. So it, when it doesn't work, they shout from the rooftops. But – there's so many examples of it working, it working, and, and they don't acknowledge that. Like, they've won a lot of games by going for it and getting it. Sometimes it's not going to work. Like, look, I would have kicked before the half. But other than that, you know what? You're playing the Chiefs. you got a great quarterback. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not opposed to going for it. And one of them, where they didn't get it, I mean, Parnum knocked himself on – literally knocked himself on concrete. Yeah, that was scary. That, that was scary. scary. And he dropped a touchdown because of it. So, I mean, so, so much of it is <laughs> results-oriented Come where it's on. like, look, if he caught the ball – um, you wouldn't be saying that. So uh, I'm rooting for the Chargers. I think they're dangerous. I think they're dangerous, but I don't think their rush defense is going to hold up well because teams have figured out how to play this. So yeah, that's like a right. huge, huge red flag for me. Would not date red flag. Um, what, uh, but look, all these teams have flaws, though. Nobody's perfect. All these teams have flaws. We could poke holes in the Chiefs. Yeah, but I don't think holes. this is fixable. <laughs> they have to no. want to fix it, you know? Like, I can't fix it for them. That's why they go for it on fourth down. They say, you know what? We're going to yeah. get to 34 points, and you can run the ball and get your cute little five yards of carry. We're just going to outgun you. I don't, I don't mind it. They go bigger, they go home, and I think they're going to go home, unfortunately. But What's they're their... so fun, and I'm excited to watch them over the next couple seasons for sure. What prop do you, what are they? What's their number to win the AFC? I don't have it in front of me or win it all. Uh, I'll look it up for you. But um, also, we didn't get to hear about your bets. You're giving me a hard time about not having mine in yet. But what, what do you have going on? Uh, AFC, they are... 11 to 1 to win the AFC West. Oh, to win the AFC. Yeah. That's what you asked. Uh, 16 to 1. That's not bad. We should go in on that. We should have something to come on and make for good content. 16 to 1. I mean, we could do I, we could. I can't. I can't. I can't support this rush defense as as it stands. They're going to get in the playoffs. You figure they win two games and we can hedge out of it. I like, I like them 16 to 1. Just on principle, just because Staley's been getting. I also hate playing futures because I'm like a millennial and I hate not having instant gratification. I guess so. Yeah, but it's something to root for every week. Yeah, that's true. Do you have a team you root? Do you root for the Rams or the Chargers or either one? Mm, They're both fun to watch. I root for different parts. Obviously, I'm I'm terrible about that. I don't have like a a set team for me in the professional sports. It's just a little bit harder, especially when the players move around so much for me to get invested. You know, Uh, but. I'm looking at this AFC list and I'm like, Colts at nine to one is interesting. Titans at ten to one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want any part of the. The t- fact that the Patriots are four to one though is hilarious. No, thank you. I mean, that's look, four they might one. get there, but four to one, no, thank Come you. Come on. 
To me, the Chargers are uh, the bet. They, if you go through them, I mean, I don't know. The Chargers, to me, that's the one with value. I'd be interested in Cincy, I think, good getting value, yeah. in a game. I don't know that Cincy's at the stage where they're going to win three of these. I mean, they're not going to get And we bucket. know that they can beat the Chiefs. We do know that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think they should have won the second one, too, frankly. What was that, the Chargers? The, that Chargers Chiefs, wasn't that the overtime game? Yeah, I mean, they should have. You're absolutely right. Yeah, they it was a coin flip. They point should have. No, they, they, I mean, look, you, they got inside the five four different times and came away with no points. <laughs> they really yeah. controlled the game. And, and that's why I, I probably would have kicked the field goal before the half just because they were up four. You could have yep. made it seven. Then, you know, you kind of keep them at arm's length and figure, you know, even if they score, we got the ball. We can kind of just you know, play keep away and, and stay ahead. Uh, but, look, I, I might actually bet that after this. Chargers 16-1 to win the NFC. I think the Chargers are dangerous. I don't think the Chiefs are great. I don't think there's a great team in the NFL, which is why we're seeing all these upsets. Yeah, it's a mess. We, like, who's good on a week-to-week basis? So, wait, what action do you have going on this week that you – what do you like best so far that I you like have? the Vikings. I took the 49ers on the money line tonight. Uh, I bet the oh, Jets like plus two yeah. against the Jets just because I, I tried to get ahead of the COVID news with the Jets who are missing 15 different guys. So How do you bet on a Jags-Jets game? You take the points. I mean, the Jets <laughs> played the Texans like a month ago, and I, I had the same theory where you – Look, two crappy teams, you just take the points. Jets were getting three. They yeah. won last week. The Jags were laying five uh, to, to the Texans. I was like, look, just on principle, the Jags shouldn't be favored by five over anyone. The Jets shouldn't be favored by anything over anyone. So that's why I just took the two points. Uh, Wilson's just been terrible. Their defense is bad. Jags are actually okay on defense. Look, am I, am I confident in it? Do I love it? No, but I just, on principle, the Jets should not be favored over anyone. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible all around. The, the, it's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? It's great. It's a lot of fun. It, it's weird <laughs> how the season, you know, with the week 18, you're going to go into basically like the middle of January, second weekend of January, yeah. and the regular season still going to be going. Usually we're kind of wrapping up, you know, between Christmas I and I like the year. later Super Bowl, though. I Me like too. that. Me too. Yeah, because that's a dreadful time of the year from the end of the Super Bowl till really for me, like the start of conference tournaments in college basketball is when you're like, all right, this mm-hmm. is fun. It's almost it's March Madness, you know. The NCAA starts yeah. soon. Then you get back into baseball, NBA playoffs. Then you're gonna get rolling. There's usually, you know, a three or a four week period. period. There's a definitely yeah. a dead period. But that's where you know what, you catch up. You uh, you know, see the movies and the shows you shouldn't you, you should have been watching. I'm behind on Succession. All these shows, all these people with lives. I'm so oh, jealous. I need to watch that too. Are you are you caught up, or you just haven't watched it? At I'm all? I'm zero. I'm at episode zero. I'm jealous of you because you're going to love it. Now you got so much to, to watch. It's yeah. so good. I haven't watched the new season. All I've heard about how great it is. I, I've seen the other seasons I watched. I caught up during the pandemic. It's really good. Highly recommend it. All right. I'll have to check it out. But uh, you can also check out Will Hill, of course, on the New York City cast, uh, presented by Play Sugar House, and also on Twitter at not the Will Hill. He's not the sports book. I'm not, but I am. When the Chargers <laughs> are in the AFC title game and you don't bet it, and I do, I am going to mock you endlessly. So. Um, I, I look, look forward, forward to, to that. it. I, look forward, yeah, to I look forward to it. I look forward to whatever team beats them running all over that team as they can. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Will. Thanks so much. And I hope you have a really good uh, Christmas. I appreciate it, DA. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll do this again soon. All right. Thanks again to Will Hill for joining me today on the show. Again, you can find him on the New York City cast presented by Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook. And uh, we'll hopefully get him back here for... Monday's show so we can talk about the Clippers and the Nets if that game is happening and before I let you guys go uh, it didn't feel right to not do something a little bit festive so I do have a little a little story for you 
"'Twas the night before Christmas, when all throughout sports, "'not a single game was normal, they were all out of sorts. "'The lines were made by the sports books with care "'in hopes that the games soon would be there. "'The betters were nestled all snug in their beds, "'while visions of parlays danced in their heads. "'But the COVID list grew and tensions were high. "'Who's in, who's out, I think I might cry. "'But nevertheless, I'll say before the day sets, "'Happy Christmas to all, and at least there's live bets.'" Thank you so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. Remember, new shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Please subscribe to the pod. Leave a rating. You can do that now on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So check that out on Spotify. And as always, feel free to tweet at me, at Danielle Avari. I hope you have a really safe, happy holiday weekend. I'll be back for more fun and games on Monday, just in time to talk about the Holiday Bowl, UCLA versus NC State on Tuesday next week. So come on back for more of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you.